Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Cheese Day, Tony. You like cheese, don't you? Tony Kornheiser, love it. When it comes to eating cheese, I'm a monster. That joke stinks. <laughs> that joke so is so bad. Because I'm a show monkey, I just read what they write for me, but that's a well, terrible joke. Why didn't you joke. do a La Cheeserie line or joke? Come on, everybody associates so you with great. that now. It would be so great if everybody, when they saw you or saw me, just came up and went, with cheesery, but it's such an yeah. inside podcast. I got joke. news for you. It happened in Toronto like a dozen times. Really? Yeah. How great is that for Calvert Woodley? They're moving a lot of cheese over there. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Kawhi may have bought property in Toronto. The Pelicans are listening to offers for Anthony Davis, and the Blues bounce back just like we said they would. But uh-huh. we'll begin today with yeah, injury updates from the Golden State Warriors. Kavon Looney out indefinitely with a chest injury. Kevin Durant out for game three, but Steve Kerr says he is, quote, ramping up his workouts, unquote. And Clay Thompson had an MRI that revealed a slight hamstring strain, and he is listed as questionable for game three. Thompson said today if there is any pain, he will not play. Will Bond, would you play it safe and hold Thompson out from game three? I wouldn't hold anybody out. I would let Clay Thompson who was a grizzled veteran at this point, make that determination, and it sounds like he will. He says he wants to play. He said, just said that a couple hours ago. He wants to play, but if there's pain, it's a no-go. Right. I'm leaving that to Clay Thompson. I'm not, I don't need to manage that. He will have a session. He'll be getting treatment. He'll be with trainers, you know, all morning tomorrow morning, you know, presumably through shoot-around if there is one, and on to the day before we get to right. game time. That sounds like it will be a game-time decision. I wouldn't overmanage it. So my position is probably a little bit different than yours. I think in a best-of-seven series, if you go down two-to-one, you can still win. I would be wary of putting Thompson out there. Now, I understand that Durant is out, and if Thompson and Durant are out together, that's 50 to 55 points. It makes it very hard for Golden State to win. But here is the moving part in this to me. This is a home game for Golden State. I believe, and I think you do too, after a lot of years of watching basketball, you've had the situation with the Bulls. Guys came off the bench at home, and you got a great effort that any team can win one game at home. You can win that game, and that's why I'd be inclined to hold Thompson out, because, Mike, hamstrings are really tricky. If that gets worse, like Chris Paul, he could be be lost. But, Tony, so you're saying if you're Steve Kerr, you go to Clay and say, I know you want to play. And I'm, I may even let you warm up, yes. but I'm holding you out of this. I, That's I, what you would do. I would be inclined to do that unless Clay Thompson said to me, like Max Scherzer said to Davey right. Martinez, no, get out of right. here, I'm going. So, Tony, I, you know, we, we just glossed over the loss of Looney. Look, here's one thing the Warriors have now. And, and Steve Kerr is such a great coach. He is so intuitive. He understands what he's got on got his roster. Bench. You have Boogie and Bogut. That's I mean, right. now yes. the Warriors, famous for making an entire league, an entire sport worldwide, go small. They may have to go big. That, and and one they'll game. be effective, it seems, whatever they do. One game. Think you can do it. You can one do game it. at least. Yeah. Totally off day news just keeps getting juicier. Toronto sports radio host Michael Landsberg reports that Kawhi Leonard who you and most people already have living in Southern California, has purchased a property in Ontario. Not Ontario, California. Ontario as in Toronto. The tug of war is already on between SoCal and Canada, and now it seems Kawhi has a home in each. So, Tony, big deal, little deal, no deal. 
Kawhi spending big bucks on a place you have him leaving. Yeah, if this is true, it could be an enormous deal because it could tie Kawhi Leonard to the Toronto Raptors. Not forever, because he'd be smart enough to write a contract for a few years with some outs here and there for as long as he wanted to stay there. It could be a very, very big deal. I want to go to the other end of this, though, the notion that everybody keeps talking about his home in Southern California, as if it's in Los Angeles, as if that's going to make him play for the Clippers. The home is outside of San Diego. It's a two-hour drive to Los Angeles. Or a helicopter like Kobe if you really want to do okay, that. But I don't, I don't think either one of those things is a done deal necessarily. This would be like, I've got a house in Washington, D.C., so I'll play for the Sixers because it's only two hours to drive there. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, but, but again, if true, could be big. Tony, I've told you from the start, the last month we've talked about this. I've been in and out of Toronto, and I told you I think they have a shot, a real shot. I'm not going further than that. I don't know about the home situation. Look, you can have a place at home and not live there at all. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Chicago, you do. Illinois. You have three homes. It's home. Yeah. You can have it. You invest in home. Kawhi Leonard loves Southern California, San Diego. It's home. You can go there in the summer. What, you can't go to San Diego in the summer? It's the number one destination, I would think, for a lot of us in the summer, if you want to go to San Diego in the general well, breezes. Not in the summer. But in the if winter. you, San Diego, not yes. in the summer. But if Summer's San Diego nice always, everywhere. 365. But if you get a place in Toronto that you don't have ties to other than professional ties Mike, of that team. Mike, you may be right that they have a shot. All I have ever said about this is he has led them now further than they have ever gone in their previous 24 years of yeah. being a franchise. So no one will begrudge him leaving because well, of the reward that he gave that's them. That's because they're nice. We, the North people, are nice. They don't, they don't hold grudges or begrudge. Staying with the theme of where's he going to play next year, We've got Anthony Davis news. The Athletic is reporting that David Griffin, the new GM of the Pelicans, is listening to offers for the disgruntled all-star Anthony Davis. This after going on a frenzied publicity campaign telling everybody how dedicated he was to keeping Davis in New Orleans. Wilbon, what does this report indicate to you? Nothing. Um, has he been traded yet? I mean, if reports were going to mean something, he would have been on the Lakers, according to a lot of people. Back in February, and they would have been in the playoffs with LeBron and AD, and none of that happened. So it doesn't mean anything. When he's traded, he'll be traded. David Griffin said, and I, I was there because he said it to, among others, me on draft night in Chicago, on a lottery night in Chicago. He said, we're going to find out what the deal is. If he still wants to go, we're going to make, we can make that happen, but we will first try and keep him here. It, nothing's happened yet. There's no deal in place. Where's he going? He ain't gone anywhere. So to me now, this means squad douche, as yeah. you like to say. This is an incredible moment in the history of PTI that you would say this speculation means absolutely nothing. But the fact that Toronto is available to Kawhi Leonard and he may or may not have bought property there. These aren't the same things. unbelievably meaningful. These aren't the same David things. David Griffin basically said... We will do everything we can to keep him. We would love to keep him. We would love to pair yes. him with a number yeah. one pick, presumably Zion Williamson. And don't worry, I got this. I'm new in town. I know how to do this. Well, maybe he doesn't because Anthony Davis has never said publicly he wants to stay. The last time we saw him in public, he had a shirt that said, that's all, folks. 
I believe, is my opinion, he withheld his services from that team, only playing 20 minutes a game for months, and he got booed. I think he probably wants to be somewhere else, and I think he probably thinks, Zion Williamson, what's he ever done in the NBA? Look what I've done in the NBA. I think ultimately what's he, done he will in the be NBA? Get Anthony to the second Davis, round once? Anthony, Anthony Davis has been an all-star a number of times. A Anthony lot of people Davis been all-star. So was DeMar DeRozan. So. so was DeMar DeRozan, who you just rip every day for the last five years. What's that mean? Actually, and DeMar DeRozan got further in the NBA playoffs to leading fair, a team than Anthony Davis did. To be did. fair, I have not mentioned DeMar DeRozan's name in a year. Not oh, once. Oh, but the previous four years I'm supposed to forget about. The other thing is, Don't forget one about Anthony Davis making what, all-star teams. One more time on what Griff said, because, again, he said it to me. So I know what he said. He said, yes, we will try to keep him here. We will have a conversation. If he wants to go, that's right. What do you always say, via Condios? That's right, via Condios, baby. That, for the record, is what David Griffin said. He went around to everybody with a microphone, and he said, we're going to try and keep him. I had a microphone. That's not what he said to me. We're going to try and keep him. You just said said that. He said that. And if he said if he doesn't want to stay... Go. Five months after the Super Bowl, the Rams still seem confused over what to do with their stud running back, Todd Gurley. He was either hurt in December and January or the Rams didn't know what the hell to do with a guy who simply gave them 21 touchdowns. And now NFL Network is reporting that the Rams are going to reduce his load, even though he's not yet 25 years old and one would think in the prime of a Hall of Fame career. So what does Gurley not being an every down back say about the team and the player? What it says to me is that he is not 100% healthy and that the Todd Gurley we've seen, you mentioned 21 touchdowns last year, 19 the year before, 40 touchdowns scored in two years. And if he's not the player he used to be and he can't carry the ball all the time, then the Rams aren't as good as they were last year. And then we're going to have to see what kind of genius Sean McVay might be because that they, we showed a shot while you were talking. To me, the absolute image of Todd Gurley lately, he's on a bike while the game is going on because <laughs> he's not certain he can go. There's a lot of geniuses in the NFL. Every few years is a genius. And once out of every 10 of those times, you get maybe, oh, Bill Belichick over and over and over again. And the rest of them aren't so genius. So I don't know whether or not the Rams are overthinking this and they think their genius is going to produce something that can equal the production Todd Gurley's already put out there on resume, on the record. So I'm interested, Tony, in seeing this. Maybe the genius in the Rams headquarters who everybody says we'll hire anybody who's even shaken hands with him. That's right. That's right. Well, maybe we'll he'll see. come up with something right. that gets him a step but, further. But as of now, there's a larger now, issue. The Rams are the Portland Trailblazers. The larger issue is how many years does a running back give you anymore? Nobody's Emmett Smith anymore. Like you look at Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell and Saquon Barkley. How many years will they give you? In hindsight, Adrian Peterson is a miracle. He's a miracle. Wilbon, I give you all credit for this story. All credit to you. You picked the Blues last night. You said Jordan Bennington would bounce back and stand tall in goal. It happened just as you said it would. St. Louis beat Boston 4-2. to two. Now it's a three-game series. So, Mr. Hockey, who's got the edge now? Uh, Boston? I mean, I, you know, I think, look, the Bruins, by all accounts, everybody we talked to said that the Bruins are a better team. But I'll say this, Tony. Um, you know, they got an issue when an inspirational leader 
like Charles, who has to sit on the bench. He was the bleeding. Period. He was bleeding last all night over the ice. Yeah. Face has been smashed by a yeah. puck. I know that shield. Look, you expect him to play. He's one of the biggest, strongest, toughest guys historically in, in modern NHL, maybe all time. So if you say they're going to keep him down, I'm going to say no. But that's an interesting place to start, even though I'm saying the Bruins are a better team. I don't want to say that without him. I mean, it's not like playing without Kevin Durant, but you're playing without an inspirational leader and, and team leader and just somebody who's really important to the soul and fabric of I'm his confused team. now because Boston's on I-95, and I thought you were picking St. Louis the whole way. I thought you wanted St. Louis to win. I said I, I was here, rooting for doesn't yeah. mean picking. Right, because I was rooting for St. Louis as well because they've been in the league, I think, since 1967, and they've never won the thing. And Boston well, wins a championship every 30 days. So I was rooting for St. Louis. But I, too, like you, thought Boston was better. I was surprised, obviously, by last night. And in a three-game series, since St. Louis is better on the road and they'd have to go twice to Boston, maybe yeah. they've got the edge. I don't know. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Dodgers have the most wins in baseball. But are they as good as the Twins? And if you missed Anthony Joshua versus... Andy Ruiz, the first time you're gonna get another shot. I have a hard time rooting for anything in St. Louis. That's tough for me. Really? Even though anything they got a great nickname. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Corona Premier. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Enjoy the view. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Time for the game that separates the ball from the boulder. Toss-up. Let's get the first one from the producer over the loudspeaker. Toss-up. More likely to make the World Series. The Dodgers or the Twins? The answer is the Dodgers. They're the best team in baseball. They hit from both sides of the plate. They hit with power from both sides of the plate. Their starters in the last 21 games, the starters are 15-1 and with a 1.81 ERA. But the main reason it's the Dodgers is because the American League is harder to get through. The National League is easier, and the Dodgers have been there twice before in the last two years, and the Twins, it's been a very long time. Yeah, well, the Twins have won a couple of times since the Dodgers have won, and the answer is the Twins, because the National League is harder, because you've got to go no, through not. some teams that have been the Brewers. One division alone, no, it's not. you may have to confront Brewers, Cubs, the Cardinals are recovering. The Yankees, Astros. I don't Astros. buy at all no, that no. the American League is harder. harder. The National League is harder. The Phillies, even though you discount them. Yeah. So the answer is the Twins. The Dodgers choke out. Every year get the past three years with the you World Series making next. excuses. And they're on I-95, so I like them. Next. Toss-up, who you got in the rematch? Anthony Joshua or Andy Ruiz Jr.? I'd love to pick the fat kid. I really would. Two things worry me. One is that the rematch may be in England, which is Joshua's home country. And two is that the same fate may be, may be for Ruiz that befell the last big heavy heavyweight champion, Buster Douglas. And I worry about that. I know you think that Joshua has a glass chin, and maybe he does. he does. But he will take this fight more seriously than he took it the first time around. I mean, was he going to get to wear a helmet? 
I mean, his chin oh. is still out there. He's been knocked down three times recently, four times, Tony. So you look at this and you say, you know what? Ruiz can find his chin again yeah. because Ruiz is a professional fighter. Yes, That's he is. what he can do, even though he looks like he's not a professional fighter. And that, you know what? That's Joshua's Achilles heel. He cannot avoid getting popped from here to here, and he's probably going down again. Next. Toss-up, what would be the better French Open story? Nadal winning or Djokovic winning? All right, by winning, Djokovic would hold all four major titles concurrently for the second time in his career, but not in the same calendar year the way Rod Laver did it twice. By winning, Nadal would become the first player in the history of tennis to win the same major 12 times. No man, no woman has done that. So in terms of the bigger story, because that's a historic event, I would say Nadal winning is a bigger story. Yeah, I mean, Tony, it's great, but it's a one-trick pony situation. Not that Nadal can't win elsewhere, but he hasn't he has. had nearly the same success in Australia or in the United States Open on hard courts. I mean, that's he right. does this thing on clay. It's impressive. I love Nadal. But, Tony, when you hold all four, look, nobody's labor. I, you know, you and That's I right. believe we're like the That's two right. last dinosaurs who believe labor still goes above Federer oh, on does. the marquee. He does. But if he does this twice in his career, Joker, come on now. You got to give Joker a little more credit. Next. Last one. Toss up. Whose fault is this? The shortstops or the catchers? All right. So this is the situation. There's first and third. There's one out. There's a relatively easy ground ball to short. But a double play is not a gimme. The shortstop comes home to cut off the run. The catcher has run to first, assuming the double play to back up the throw. I haven't played organized baseball since Little League, but this hasn't changed. When you go to cut off the runner, the catcher has to be there. The fault is with the catcher. Tony, we agree on, on the principle, but the fault we don't agree on. I'm sorry, is the shortstop absolved of having his eyes open? Yeah, at 12 years old, I knew that one, okay? So I was never a catcher, but he's hustling. This is not some sort of negligent situation. Oh, There's miscommunication. How can he not see the catchers running down the first? You can't assume the double play. It's the catcher's fault. That's it, and no. of course, I win. Let's take yeah, one last break. Sure. But still to come is Jimmy Butler, your boy, trying yeah. to send a free agency message to his choice of shoes. And tempers flare at a basketball game in the Philippines. We'll go anywhere to get video, won't we? You've got to cut off the run if you can. That's the play. Tony, Tony I, you're right. That's the, that's, we both yes. agree on that. But yes. the shortstop's got to know the catcher's not standing there. What is Don't the catcher? Did there. the catcher take an Uber to first? What is he do? Happy time. People, happy 62nd birthday, Tony Pena. Pena played 18 years in the bigs, made five all-star teams, won four gold gloves. My lasting image of Tony Pena is in a Pirates uniform, squatting behind the plate just before the pitch was delivered, moving his leg out to the side, almost towards the dugout. Move on. Nobody catches like that anymore. No. No, there's no individuality. How about, didn't Manny Sanguian do something like that? I don't know, but he, he had the Pena. Pirates uniform too, didn't he? Happy Sang anniversary, yes. Kyler Murray. On this day last year, Murray drafted by the Oakland A's with the ninth overall pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Murray later signed for $4.5 million with this small proviso. He wanted to take a shot at college football for a year. I am sure nobody in Oakland ever imagined Murray would win the Heisman Trophy become the number one overall pick in the NFL draft and say goodbye to baseball in a year. As consolation, at least the A's got their money back. 
Tony, does a part of you want to see him go Dion or Bo Jackson? You, you got to want to kind of see that. I do, very much so, very much so. Happy trails, Calvin Abueva. Abueva plays in the Philippine Basketball Association. In a recent game, he shoved former Kentucky star Terrence Jones to the ground. And Jones responded with a shot to Abueva's Ooh. man zone. A Ooh. few minutes later, watches the two race for a loose ball, and Abueva clotheslines Jones to the neck. Boom! Abueva helpfully raises his own hand to oh. let the refs know it was oh. him who committed the foul. Abueva was obviously ejected from the game, but did not leave the court until executing a few very dopey dance moves. What do you think of that? Yeah, you can't let that go. That calls for next season or summer league a beatdown. I mean, that calls for a beatdown. Terrible. One correction. The Twins have only one title since the Dodgers last one. Oh, yeah. They went back to back. Let us go to the big finish. Jimmy Butler, your boy, wore purple and gold sneakers on his jet while leaving Los Angeles. Do you read anything into that? I don't have to read anything into that. I mean, Jimmy Butler got to be interested in the Lakers, and they got to be interested in him. How about just some common sense? The Orioles took switch-hitting Oregon State catcher Adley Rushman with the number one pick in the MLB draft. Is he a good choice, Tom? On my podcast today, Richard Justice of MLB.com said he may be the best hitting prospect since Anthony Rendon. The new Big Ten commissioner is Viking COO Kevin Warren. Mr. Big Ten, is that a good choice? Congrats. Glittering resume. Great choice. Andy Murray will begin his comeback at Queens Club in two weeks. Does that surprise you? Well, he retired very recently. It's sort of like what I think will happen with the Gronk. But Queens Club is grass, Mike. If he wants to get ready for Wimbledon, you play on grass. Last one, the Jeopardy guy lost. What are your thoughts about that? Tony, that was Chicago on Chicago crime. Naperville guy loses to a University of Chicago librarian. Man, good for her. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. University of Chicago, rated a little higher than Northwestern.